Out of the Wilderness, a 10-day guided devotional written by Melinda Rackley. Day one, get out of the car. Transition is tough. Think of it as the space between getting out of the car and walking in the door on a rainy and cold winter day. Most people sit in the car as the rain falls and waste valuable time waiting for it to end. Now apply this analogy to the story of the children of Israel and you may be able to see how a 10 day journey can last 40 years. They stayed in the car of doubt, fear and complaining instead of being grateful for the rain and the relationship that Moses had with God. The wilderness is all about passing through. It's not a punishment and it should never be a final destination. As we begin the 10 day journey together, I challenge you to start by focusing on gratitude and relationships. I start with this first because a grateful heart is never forgetful. And if you remember the good, the discomforts of transition become easier to bear. On my worst days, I am able to shift my attitude by being grateful for the blessings of my past and God's plans of good for my future. The Israelites suffered in the wilderness when they complained of having to eat manna daily, and the punishment was having to eat quail until it came from their nostrils. Even in the punishment, God had to shift things around in a miraculous way for them. He shifted winds and changed directions for the quail to fall by the camp. I am crazy enough to believe that things could have gone another way if the Israelites would have just asked God for meat with an attitude of gratitude. I know firsthand how tough it can be to be grateful in the wilderness, but this is where relationships come in handy. Okay, let me be clear. This is where the right relationships come in handy. The right relationship will remind you of all you have overcome and encourage you to keep going at the same time. I'm willing to bet that you wouldn't sit in the car waiting for the rain to end if you had a friend holding an umbrella outside your car door. The gesture would make your transition a bit easier to endure. Six years ago, I had no idea how important gratitude and relationships were. Being at my lowest point taught me how to be grateful, while moments of hopelessness gave me courage to trust my relationships. I entered my wilderness 10 days after suffering from a stroke during childbirth. I remember hearing the cheerful voice of my intensive care unit nurse as she delivered the news that shifted my spirit from grumpy to grateful. She told me that I would be transitioning out of the hospital to my next phase of recovery at a rehabilitation hospital. My heart and mind were heavy because I missed my newborn daughter, but somehow I found joy in knowing that she would only be 30 minutes away at rehab instead of an hour and a half. I became overwhelmingly grateful that our hearts would beat in the same city again. This was my silver lining and I had to cling to it as I looked down and was reminded of my left side, which laid still as if it did not belong to me. I was indeed in the wilderness, 
but leaving the hospital straight from the ICU was my manna that day. God gave me a sweet treat to hold on to and remember when the coming days of recovery challenged me. I left the hospital and almost cried when I saw the light of day. I didn't realize the beauty of a summer blue sky until I survived 10 days trapped behind the cold, windowless walls of the ICU room. My mind was set and my spirit was encouraged. If God could do this for me, surely he could help me walk again. I wish I could say that I started walking immediately after being transferred from the ICU, but it would be a lie. I struggled the first few days of rehab because I allowed myself to engage in the dangerous game of comparison. I saw elderly men and women who looked to be in their late 60s and early 70s walking around while I had to be pushed in a wheelchair. No one looked like me when I entered the therapy area and my youth stood out like a sore thumb. Anger hugged my emotions and fear filled my soul. I didn't think I could recover from this. One morning, I sat in my bed and flat out refused to participate with the day. I wanted nothing to do with the efforts to walk again because it didn't happen immediately. A new nurse named Jackie entered the room with the fire of determination in her eyes. I honestly don't remember what she said, but I will never forget the spirit she said it with. Jackie became my lifter. She could enter the room and with one quick scan, she would know that I needed to be lifted. She came in opening the blinds and smiling so bright that it blinded the sun. She stuck with me during my journey and made a vow to bring pom-poms and cheer me down the halls if I just gave it a shot and tried. The memory of her waving those pom-poms and cheering for me when I could not cheer for myself still bring tears to my eyes. It's been six years since she became my cheerleader and she always delivers. That's the power of a true lifter. It's important to identify your lifters early in your journey because you may need them often. A lifter is equivalent to an accountability partner, except their only job is to keep you lifted in prayer and feed you with confessions of God's word during your transition. Nurse Jackie always spoke to me in truths and never allowed me to give in to my emotions. She would remind me that I had two legs when I complained about not being able to walk. Speaking in truth takes the affirmative posture over one of uncertainty or defeat. She loved her job and knew that her presence could make a difference. Evaluate your lifters often to make sure you are utilizing them properly or you may become an aimless leaner. The aimless leaner makes no actual progress, but takes many breaks to gain momentary encouragement. I was an aimless leaner the first week of my rehabilitation journey. I leaned on my brother Dwight for almost everything during my ICU stay, and he held me up with godly strength. He spent many nights sleeping in the uncomfortable recliner chair in the cold, windowless room. By the time I made it to rehab, he was exhausted, but still answered every time I called and ran to my aid if needed. I can now identify myself as a aimless leaner because I wanted to get better, but had no real faith in myself or my ability to recover. Things were different at rehab. 
he could not stay overnight, and I was not in a cold and windowless room. I could look out and see the sun and even experience its warmth if I desired. The possibilities were different, and I had to withdraw from the Leaners University to join the recovery club. This is why a lifter is so important. Once you see the promised land, it's impossible to stay content in the wilderness. If you have to be a leaner at any point during the journey, be sure to lean on someone who can get you to the exit door. My brother's faith carried me to the door and I had to search myself for the mustard seed to continue. Today's goal is gratitude. Think of something God has done for you and replay it often. Phone a friend in moments of doubt and most of all, get out of the car. Getting out of the car means you are ready to walk towards the promise and willing to deal with the discomforts along the way. Lean on your lifters and remember that you are precious to God. He will shift the wind and do miraculous things for you during transition. I started walking 10 days after arriving at rehab and I haven't stopped moving yet. Your responsibility is to take the first step and make a vow not to prolong your transition. Time is ticking and you are right at the door of your promised land. Do not allow the rain to stop you. Get out of the car. For more information on this 10-day guided devotional or to gain information on how you can create your own devotional, contact Melinda Rackley at rackhousepublishing at mail.com. That's R-A-C-K-H-O-U-S-E publishing at mail.com. Thank you. Thank you.